from not planning a career in healthcare to having over 35 years of amazing experience in digital health technology, our next guest is more passionate than ever about moving our industry forward by lowering the cost of care and improving the patient experience. Greg Miller, Chief Growth Officer at Lumion, joins us to discuss how his company is providing a cloud-based care orchestration platform that automates the tasks, workflow, activities, and events that occur during the process of coordinating care. Join us to learn how Greg and the Lumion team are orchestrating patient care that allows healthcare staff to deliver more efficient and meaningful patient experiences. Let's go. Welcome to Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli, where we highlight and speak with the innovators, the game changers, and the pioneers who are deeply passionate and relentless in solving the problems our world is facing today. This is your opportunity to connect with and learn from these leaders and to support them on their mission. Perhaps they will soon be hearing your story as well. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you on this journey with us. Hi, Greg. A big, big welcome to our podcast. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. We're given your mission to transform healthcare with a focus on lowering the cost of care, enhancing quality, and improving the patient and member experience. I'm grateful for our conversation today. But before we dive in to this important discussion, a bit of housekeeping. While listening to any of our episodes, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast so you will automatically receive episode updates in your podcast player. Simply search Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And lastly, please visit the bottom of the episode notes to connect with me on LinkedIn and Twitter in order to further the conversations occurring on this podcast. All right, Greg, it's almost time for our community to learn how you and the Lumion team are transforming care delivery into efficient, well-coordinated digital experiences. But first, what's that one piece of advice that you want to give to others who are passionate about reimagining the health of our world? Well, Mike, not to be too cliche, but I would say we need to think different. And when I say being cliche, right? I love to quote Steve Jobs and I like the way Steve Jobs always thought. I've been in this business for 37 years and the status quo does not cut it anymore. And we need to be much more agile and aggressive in our move to lower the cost of healthcare and improve the quality. Greg, I love it. I'm glad you took it head on because I know we're going to discuss that today and what you and the team at Lumion are doing. I couldn't agree more with you. We cannot keep doing what we've been doing for the past 20, 30 years. It's literally bankrupting our country. We can do much better as an industry. My whole notion is if we as a nation put a man on the moon 50 plus years ago, there's no reason why we as a country can't reimagine this industry that literally touches every single one of us in one way or another. We just have to change our mindset, right? And Greg, you know, as well as I do, being on the tech side of this for quite some time, the technology's there right? A lot of the technology is in place. We have a lot of innovation ready to go. It's what's going on with the mindset and making sure that we truly understand the art of the possible and that we cannot continue to be married to this notion of orthodoxy and status quo. Greg, are these some of the things that you and the team talk about internally at Lumion as well? Every day. And one of our advisors is a consultant from McKinsey. And just today I had a meeting with him and I was looking at a chart of technology adoption in various industries. And healthcare is near the very, very bottom of modern industries in their adoption of digital technology. But we've known this forever. That's the funny thing, Mike. We know that we are so far behind, but we don't take the ball and run with it. And I understand there are environmental issues and economics and things like that. However, going back to what I initially said, we got to think different and we got to move the ball faster. 
And as a former football guy, I love we're talking about, you know, moving the ball down the field. We got to move it faster <laughs> in bigger ways. Absolutely. Got to put the ball in the end zone. We got to do it ASAP. We are under the two minute clock for sure. So Greg, there's a lot to do in this industry. There's a lot that we can be working on, but we definitely have to think differently. And I can't wait to hear more about what you and the team at Lumion are doing to think differently to help move our industry forward. We're going to unpack all of that and more after we get back from thinking our community champion sponsor. Located in Denver, Colorado's nationally ranked River North District, Catalyst is a healthcare innovation campus that brings together stakeholders from across the industry to accelerate innovation and drive real, lasting change our nation desperately needs. From established organizations to startups, from accelerators to advocacy organizations, and from medical schools to global companies, everyone at Catalyst works side by side to create, develop, refine, and bring to market cutting-edge innovations that will fundamentally transform healthcare as we know it. With industry leaders like Medical Group Management Association, Olive, Medical Solutions, UC Health, Cirrus MD, and many others calling Catalyst home, along with innovative pioneers visiting from across the nation, Catalyst continually fosters their foundational belief that collaboration and partnerships will move the healthcare industry forward. To virtually tour Catalyst and claim your space on campus or host an upcoming event, visit CatalystHealthTech.com or visit the top of the episode notes and click on their link. All right, we are back with Greg Miller, Chief Growth Officer at Lumion. Greg, thank you so much for teeing us up on the front end. A great way to set the stage today for this conversation. We have to think differently. We are in a moment of time of actual crisis, right? We can't keep doing what we've been doing. It has been further exacerbated and a magnifying glass has been put on the brokenness of this industry through the pandemic. We know we can do better. We have to do better and we need to start thinking differently. So with that, Greg, I want to hear how you and the team are bringing that different thought to the industry, to the marketplace to move healthcare forward. But before we go there on what you and the team are working on today, let's talk about your journey from previous to Lumion. How did you get to where you are today? How did Lumion come into focus for you? Where did those conversations start? I always love to hear the backstory of how you and a team come together and start building a company together. So we'll talk about that. So give us a little bit of that journey. Then we'll really discuss how you and the team are thinking differently to really help move our industry forward, where you see things heading and what we need to be mindful of as a community. Of course, how we can help you out. But first, Greg, let's go back a bit. How did you get into healthcare in the first place? You said you've been at it for quite some time. And then, of course, how did you marry up with Lumion as well? It's a very good question, Mike. I would be lying to you if I said that a career in healthcare IT was a plan. It was anything but a plan. I actually grew up ski racing. And my vision of my future was somehow stay involved in skiing in some way. And I actually have a degree in economics, but I also have a degree in ski industry management. And in 1985, when I graduated from college, it was a bad snow year. And when that happens in the outdoor sports industry, there are no jobs to be had. And so I started looking around for what do I do? And I was living on the East Coast and I thought I'd go to New York, but I'm a mountain and snow guy. And just there was no way I was going to live in the concrete jungle of, of New York City. So I thought Boston might be the next best place. And so I asked my dad if he knew anybody in Boston that I could network with. And it turns out one of his best friends was the CIO at Tufts New England Medical Center. And so his name was Bob Rako. And so I went up to Boston and I called Bob and I said, hey, I'm coming up. Do you have some time? He said, sure, let's grab lunch. So I went up to Boston, met with Bob. And during that conversation, he explained to me how, and he had come from manufacturing before. And he explained to me how, in his mind, healthcare was really behind the times because there was no real understanding of the cost infrastructure and what the materials and supplies and labor were really involved in, quote, producing a product called a healthy patient. 
And so they had been at New England Medical Center, they had been developing a cost accounting decision support application for use by New England Medical Center. And at the end of this hour lunch, Bob asked me if I wanted a job. And I said, sure, doing what? And he said, I don't know, we'll figure it out. That's literally how I wound up in healthcare IT. But when I joined New England Medical Center, I was a management engineer and I was in IT. And I have this weird brain where I visualize processes. It's just kind of odd. But in any event, one of the most brilliant things that he had me do first to learn healthcare operations was he handed me a clipboard and a stopwatch and he parked me in nursing station. And I literally did time and motion studies of everything that would happen on the med surge floors. I would document who's doing it, how long it would take, what materials were involved, every single little online item. And the next most important thing he did for me is he had me go on rounds of docs every single day. And it was a combination of those two things, observing processes in my process improvement brain, thinking, oh, wow, there has to be a better way, combined with just the empathy that I saw coming from nurses and docs and caring for patients. I was hooked and roll forward 37 years. I'm still here. Unbelievable. That's everybody's dream to be able to just show up, have a lunch. Hey, you got a job. I mean, that's everybody's dream. You got to love it. Get in where you fit in, right? Yep. I got lucky. That's amazing. I got lucky, Mike. Well, you know, sometimes that luck when preparation meets opportunity. Sounds like you studied hard, didn't have much snow. And then, of course, you had an opportunity to have a heck of a lunch. And here you are today, 37 years later in the industry. Now, Greg, of course, you know, a lot of what you just described and the colleague that you worked with while out in New England, this whole notion of this cost, we still don't have a lot of our head wrapped around that today. And that's 37 years later, right? It's just amazing how much more we have to really move our industry forward, how much more runway we have to get there to really move our industry into the kind of current times of what we need to be doing, what our capabilities are to really truly understand the patient as a consumer, the costs around it. How do we make this economically viable, right? There's a lot to still unpack and discover. So Greg, you're going through it. You know, obviously there you are 37 years in healthcare IT. You've had a storied career. Give us a little bit of understanding. How did Lumion come into focus? Where did that come into play? Yeah, good question. So Going back to New England Medical Center for a second, the software platform we had developed uh, about a year after I had got there, we had commercial interest from a couple of health systems. And we actually ended up spinning out a separate software company called Transition Systems or TSI as it became well known as. And we launched the first clinical and financial decision support system in healthcare. And I was there for a long time. I was there for 15 years or so. And we ultimately got acquired by Eclipsis and Allscripts and then had a series of really fun experiences with various healthcare IT companies over that period of time. Fast forward to 2014, and I was at Health Catalyst. And one of my roles at Health Catalyst was I was responsible for all the international market development. And if you think about Health Catalyst and their business, very robust data and analytics platform, but a big percentage of the business is focused on transformation services, using the data and the analytics to drive improvement within the Health Catalyst customer base. Very successful model, really enjoyed my time at Health Catalyst. During that time, we had some interest from trusts in the UK. And I started back in 2014, maybe it was early 2015, started spending a week a month roughly in the UK. And I did that for about six years. It was a fascinating experience. But very early on in my journey of going to the UK on a regular basis and learning a lot about the NHS and how it works, I met Robbie Hughes, who is the founder and CEO of Lumion. And he and I both had a mutual friend from Accenture, and we just got together. And within a nanosecond of Robbie describing what Lumion was all about, I got it. And here's why. Because the health systems everywhere hire gobs of consultants. It could be small boutique firms, or it could be an Accenture and a Deloitte or a Health Catalyst. 
And at the end of the day, consultants can make recommendations on how to improve a process or transform this or that, but they can't actually make it happen. They can't actualize it. And what occurred to me within very quickly in talking to Robbie was Lumion was the last mile of being able to actualize the improvement efforts by automating and operationalizing the decisions that were made to improve a given process, a workflow, or what have you. And so I fell in love with Lumion back in 2014, 15, and Robbie and I had always stayed in touch. And it was about three years ago that the company wanted to venture into the United States. You know, we've got roughly 70 customers in the UK and Europe, but we're relatively new to the US. And the timing of Lumion's entry into the US was absolutely terrible because this thing called COVID hit. And during that time period, we all know nothing was happening other than trying to keep the boat afloat and take care of patients. So it's taken a little while to really gain a lot of traction here, but the value proposition of Lumion is global. It's a universal problem that we solve for, which is automating care orchestration. Fascinating story. I see that. I love the behind the scenes. This is exactly why I wanted you to describe it a bit and how it all came together in the first place. So take us another level deeper on that, Greg, in regards to care orchestration and what that means for automation. Automation is a scary word for a lot of healthcare workers. It can be very intimidating, right? So humanize that a bit. What does that mean to our healthcare industry, our healthcare workers, our health systems? What does that mean to all of them, Greg? So a few thoughts there. First is the function of coordinating care is not new. It's been being done by human beings as long as there's been medicine. And challenge though is, and while the people that are trying to coordinate care, they have great intentions. They work really hard doing this. Problem is traditional care coordination as it's performed today is largely broken. And it's broken because it's dependent upon human beings. And because it's dependent upon human beings, it's expensive. It's highly variable in how it's actually delivered and executed across care teams and sites of care. And it doesn't scale across the entire enterprise. So the people that are tasked with coordinating care across patients, populations, and care teams, they're just inundated. They're overloaded. And in healthcare, you know, our typical answer to solving most problems is to throw more bodies at the problem. The challenge today, especially, is that there aren't more bodies to throw at the problem. And the people that they have are already stressed and burnt out. And so getting back to what I mentioned in the opening about thinking different, and Mike, you know, your comments about automation can be a scary word, that's where we're stuck as an industry. We know that automation works because we use it in our everyday lives all day long, right? And when I go and I book a flight, and I travel a lot, and I grab my phone, I whip out my Delta app, and I book a flight. As soon as I book that flight, there's a series of workflow processes and people that are kicked into gear. Many people think about or think, you know, okay, I booked a flight. I'm going to go to the airport. I get on the plane. It goes up. It goes down. And I pick up my bag and baggage claim, and I go along my merry way. The reality is the amount of coordination of systems, data, people, and process that needs to happen in order for you to get safely to the other side is quite remarkable. And so in healthcare, we trust our lives when we get on a plane. We're okay with that. However, we won't apply automation to the care delivery process. We're afraid. And most people think of when they think about automation, think about robots. And that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the automation of tasks, activities, events, and workflow that are normally done by human beings that don't have to be done by human beings. And so automation in particular is one of the unexplored avenues for really reducing costs and improving quality in healthcare. Well, Greg, and I'm sure you talk about this with your prospects and customers and your partners at Lumion, and I'm sure this is something you see internally as well. The facts are the facts. We literally do not have enough workers to keep up with the demand 
that this country has put on the healthcare industry. And you know, as well as I do, it's only getting exponentially worse, right? But here we are, again, it's kind of married to this status quo or orthodox. This is how it's always been done in healthcare. So Greg, why would I change? So we're stuck a little bit in this mindset. And you mentioned it so brilliantly at the front end about thinking differently that we have to start in order to meet the demand. We have to start implementing automation. We must do it. Even with, we don't have enough workers to keep up with the demand. So we have to do that. Is that what you and the team are seeing as well? And is that a message that is resonating with these decision makers in healthcare now? Absolutely. So recently, I'm going to say a couple of things, Mike. I recently met with the entire C-suite of HCA, LifePoint, Ascension, and a bunch of other health systems. And the top two issues that they're struggling with, and number one is workforce related. Don't have enough people and the people that I have are stress and burnout. So how do I solve for that? Number two is I got to reduce costs. Number three is I need to generate more revenue, right? A lot of revenue was lost in COVID time. And so in recently, just two weeks ago, I was at Chime and we did a focus group and it was a great discussion with the CIOs that were in the room. I think what I walked away from out of that focus group is after talking about Lumion, explaining what Lumion is and having a healthy discussion around automation, what we were talking about was just looking in the eyes of the participants was totally new. Never thought of this in the context of coordinating care. Never thought of automation like this in that context. And so what that told me was, one, we have a lot of work to do at Lumion to educate the market on the need for this and why. But it's also told me that there's lots of opportunity in the market to, for us to grow. No, it's absolutely true. And that's part of our jobs and our responsibility of of being on the technology side of this industry, right? We need to do, be servant leaders and really take it upon ourselves and that great responsibility of educating the marketplace of the art of the possible and what we can actually achieve together. So Greg, let's get out of the, what I like to call the elevator pitch mode of what Lumion does and what that elevator pitch is. Give us some practical examples. What does this look like on the ground? What does it look like if Lumion is implemented at an HCA or life or otherwise? What does it look like on the ground? Give us some practical examples of how this is actually impacting in a good way our healthcare systems and the patients that they serve. Sure. Yeah, that's a good question. Let me tell you a quick story about one of our customers. I can't mention the name of the customer. It's a large national IDN. And they came to us because they had a problem. And they had a problem specifically in the periop area. This organization wanted to grow their surgery service line. And the only way that they could think of growing the uh, service line was to hire more bodies. And the reason they needed to hire more bodies was because every patient, regardless of what type of surgery they were having, had to have a 30-minute in-person visit with a clinician prior to surgery. So it didn't matter whether you're having a heart transplant or a colonoscopy. You had to have that 30-minute in-person visit. And so they knew that they could not hire more people. And we were participants in the Cedars-Sinai Accelerator Program back in 2017. And they learned about us from there. And so they came to us and said, can you help? And when we looked at the problem, we saw that a lot of the things that were being done by staff, the clinicians and staff, could be automated. And many of the things being done in this 30-minute in-person visit could also be automated and also didn't need the level of license to be executed. It was a lot of administrative functions. You know, in these 30-minute visits, they would do anything from patient education to review lab test results, things like that. And so we ended up deploying. Or fill out a clipboard for the 734th time. Doesn't that drive you nuts? It drives me crazy. So we deployed Lumion. And the net result was quite remarkable. And they realized a 20% reduction in cost per case. They had a 66% improvement in capacity 
in the surgery clinics, they have now 70% of patients are fast-tracked directly to surgery without having to have that 30-minute in-person visit because we automated the workflow, the tasks, activities, and events around all the things to get a patient ready for surgery. And so when you think about that in a very high-volume surgery service line, that 30 minutes, not only is it you multiply that out times the average hourly rate for a nurse and then obviously docs and administrative staff, it adds up to a very, very, very big number. And so being able to reduce that was substantial. At the same time, think about it from the patient perspective. It's a pain, right? I mean, I got to go in to get educated or I need to get a lab test result. Then I got to go back in and review the lab test results, things like that. I got to take time off from work. Maybe I don't have a ride. It's just wholly inconvenient. And so with the application of Lumion and digital technologies, being able to automate the majority of that process, with the exception of the surgery itself, maybe a robot in surgery will take that over, but that's not our role. In that specific deployment, it's everything up to uh, the day of surgery. Well, and you think about it, Greg, let's stay on the side of the patient and the consumer for a moment, Greg. You're 100% spot on. Think about how we consume a lot of our information nowadays, right? And a lot of it's through our smartphone. You talked about booking your flight on that Delta trip, right? You probably did it right from your smartphone. I just did it the other day for a United flight, right? So when we start thinking about all the ways we as consumers engage in our own day-to-day lives, Amazon, the United or Delta app, whatever that might be, right? We're now seeing that, thankfully, coming into healthcare. And so when you think about it on the patient's side, of course, they're going to be happier. This is what they're used to. This is the environment that they engage in on the daily. So, of course, it's the natural step for healthcare to go there as well. So, I got to imagine the patient satisfaction of that experience of the members, the consumers that you and Lumion were serving with that IDN must have gone up. It must have been a better experience for them. You know, I just today, Mike, I was meeting with Robbie and we were talking about some things. And one of the things that we're working through as a company is how to be a remote first company. And there's some books out there on the topic. And Robbie had mentioned to me that he had read a book on this topic and recommended that I read it as well. So while in our meeting, I pick up my phone, I go to Amazon, I search for that name of that book, I click one button, and the book is going to be here on Thursday. Now, that experience, we all do it every single day. But why is it that I got to call the call center to schedule an appointment to then, you know, the story from there, right? Just all that manual activity, Again, you know, we are so used to it in our everyday lives and everything else that we do. But when it comes to healthcare, we just seem to have this block. It's maddening at times. Believe me, it's uh, you and I have been at it for quite some time. We've both seen it viscerally, of course, uh, not only through our own individual experiences, our family's experiences, but of course, the customers and the industry leaders that we could have the fortunate responsibility of, of working alongside. So couldn't agree more with you, Greg. Let's now take a little bit and take that crystal ball off the shelf for a little bit, discuss a little bit of future state. Greg, you know as well as I do, past couple of years, so much has been disrupted, reinvented. We're starting to see the mindset kind of shift because we have to, right? With the pandemic laid bare, a lot of the inequities and a lot of the brokenness of this industry. But from my perspective, I believe that there's a great opportunity for us to think anew and for some phoenixes to rise from these ashes that COVID-19 just laid bare for us at our feet for the healthcare industry. So Greg, the notion of innovation and the notion of acceleration is only going to continue to get faster and be more pervasive in the industry. So Greg, what are you seeing over the next two to three years? And of course, with that, where's Lumion going to be in those next two to three years as well? That's a good question. And I don't know that I have a crystal ball, Mike. I, I think I just have too many miles on the road of healthcare IT perhaps, and just being passionate about this industry. But I think the promise of value-based care has been out there for quite some time. I think COVID 
especially with CMS, interrupted a lot of the initiatives behind that. Some of the work we're doing with our customers, specifically in value-based care arrangements, the need to be very efficient and cost-effective in a value-based care contract is paramount. And so being able to apply technology and automation in that arena is really important. And so we're seeing several of our customers thrive in that regard and be able to accelerate and really support their movement towards value-based care. So I think that I'm hopeful that we can move toward a real population health management kind of approach after spending six years basically with Health Catalyst in the UK and seeing how it can work from a population health management perspective is something that the NHS does very well. We don't do it well at all. So I think that's one thing. I think we're seeing every day new venues of care and new players in the market, whether it be big tech or it's big retail coming in. And so the Walgreens, the Amazons and, and CVSs of the world. And I'm hopeful. I'm really hopeful that these organizations make a huge dent in the delivery of healthcare. They're technology forward. They are cost conscious. They are quality focused as well. And so I hope that really pushes traditional provider industry, again, think different and come up with alternative venues of care. One of those areas that we're seeing quite a bit of interest is with hospital at home and Medicare or CMS is incentivizing the hospital home program. And for people that may be listening, you know, hospital home is not home health care. It is literally acute care in the home. And so there's a lot of things that need to happen in order to make that a reality. And last week, we announced a new solution for Hospital Home in partnership with NTT Data. And I think we're bringing to market, I know we're bringing to market an innovative solution for Hospital Home. And when you think about the Hospital Home challenge, it starts with identifying which patients are the right candidates for Hospital Home. But then once you define, you say, okay, this is a patient that is suitable for that environment, there's a whole series of logistics and coordination that needs to happen. I liken it to an airline flight, right? So there's all kinds of logistics around the people that need to be involved, equipment, transportation, meal delivery, all kinds of things that need to happen in order for that care to be delivered, acute care, as effectively at home as it would be inside the hospital. And so I'm cautiously optimistic on the hospital home movement. And I think that my hope is also that when that gets proven out, that it will stimulate and acceleration in other types of care outside of the hospital environment or outside of even the clinic environment in the home setting. No, it's an exciting space. It's one area I'm really passionate about as well. There's no reason why we can't do it. It's, again, it's a little think differently. There's a lot of technologies, whether it be predictive analytics, right, artificial intelligence or otherwise that can help support those patients at home and be connected in real time back to their care teams, wherever they may be. There's a lot of big possibility. And I'm also very excited about that space, Greg. So Thank you for sharing that and letting us know the big partnership with you and NTT Data, a wonderful organization, by the way, as well. So with that, let's uh, bring it back to current state again, Greg. Let's talk about how our community can be helping you and the team. What's one problem need or question that you and the team have that we can be helping you with? One of the challenges that we have every single day is that when we talk to people about the fact that traditional care coordination is broken, every single time, 100% of the time, they agree. They know it's a problem. The challenge is, though, they don't know there's actually a solution to the problem. That's where we fit in. And so I spend a lot of my time trying to change the mindset of people to get them to think different and think outside the box. But this box that we're in, you know, we've been in business for 16 years. We've been doing this for a long time. This isn't new for us, but it is in the United States and getting people to evangelize. And so really what I could use help with is evangelists out there that are supportive of automation and workflow automation. I'm not talking robots again workflow automation. The more that we have that conversation, 
the better it's going to be for everybody. And the acceleration of the cost reductions and the efficiency gains and the improvement in quality can happen. Because one of the things on quality, Mike, machines are great at doing things exactly the same every single time. Therefore, you get a predictable outcome. In healthcare, we have this massive variability and we have outcomes that are highly varied for the same type of patient. So thinking about that in how we can apply the automation to improve the care delivery and get predictable, repeatable, resilient outcomes, that's where I could use the help. I love it. For the leaders, you know, rally around this podcast, and this is a passionate subject for them. Don't be shy in reaching out to Greg. Obviously, you can tell he's bringing the heat on this subject matter as well, an important one that we all need to start thinking differently about. So with that, Greg, for the other leaders out there that are passionate, that are fired up to have this discussion, how do they get a hold of you? Social media handles, contact points, you know, websites, otherwise, how do they get a hold of you? So you can uh, check us out on Lumion.com. You can always email me at greg.miller at Lumion.com. I'm easy to find on LinkedIn as well. Easy enough. And we'll have all those contact points in the episode notes. So all of our listeners, just simply scroll down to your favorite podcast player to click on through to get a hold of Greg and the team down in the episode notes. Of course, you can head over to our free global online community as well over at passionatepioneers.com. There will be a post for Greg's episode where you can also leave comments and feedback in the comments section and grab those contact points online again over at passionatepioneers.com. Greg, this is a very, very exciting conversation. And I know it's one that we will continue to have. So we may be bringing you back kind of, hey, where are they now? Future state to see how things are going. This is something that gets me very excited. I know this is a way to think different that can really help alleviate some of the massive problems that we have in our industry. This is an exciting topic and so grateful to have a leader like you that's fired up about it as well to come on the podcast to have this conversation. But before we let you go, I have one more piece for you. It's a fill in the blank. I'm a passionate pioneer because? The way that healthcare is delivered today is not sustainable. Spot on. Absolutely spot on. Well, Greg, I hope you guys continue your mission and your march. You guys are doing wonderful work. And the notion of thinking differently is more salient than ever. We have to do it. We must do it. But the thing is, we can do it. And now is that time. And exactly what you discussed, what you and the Lumion team are doing, that's exactly the way we move the healthcare industry forward. So, Greg, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for taking the time. We look forward to being in touch. But for now, Thank you again for being with us today. Well, and this was fun, and I really appreciate you having me on the show. Thank you for joining us today on Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. We'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast so we can continue to improve this community and to further support the pioneers being featured. Lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends and colleagues to join us. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you back with us during our next episode.